to a certain extent, dropping calories lower might not work. It depends on how low your calories already are, but there's a very good chance that going lower in calories is actually not the answer, and I'll tell you why. Welcome to another episode of the Barbells and Burgers podcast. I just realized we're pretty close to episode 100, and I doubt I'll do anything special for 100, but to think that I've recorded myself talking to myself a hundred different times is uh, interesting. <laughs> um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about sort of a two-prong topic. I mean, two different topics for the most part, because I think it's difficult to talk about one without also mentioning the other, mostly because if you don't have the other piece of information, it actually doesn't do you any better to use the first piece of information. So I titled this episode are my calories too low? And I followed it up with the importance of protein or you know something to do with protein during a calorie deficit, okay? So let's first talk about calories being too low. When it comes to finding your calorie deficit number, the amount of calories you need to eat consistently in order to essentially make your body use its stored fat reserves for energy and not just burn calories that you're consuming, you have to find this sort of sweet spot between a, you know, eating less calories but not eating so little calories that you have this sort of boomerang effect with appetite. There's really no such thing, if we're just speaking about energy balance, there's really no such thing as eating too little calories. What happens is, is that if you have a very low calorie intake, let's say you're eating a thousand calories, that's not going to be very sustainable because most human bodies need more than a thousand calories in order to sustain just the very basic functions of their organs and their heart and their brain. And our human bodies have mechanisms built into them to react to very low calorie intake by upregulating appetite to the point where it's almost irresistible. Or no, that's not the right word. It's almost, re unre is it right? Irresistible. Yes, that's right. What am I saying? It is almost irresistible to not obey your hunger cues. And in a world where food is always available, even if it's not immediately in our house, it's very hard to go the extreme low calorie route and have success long-term. So what you wanna do is you wanna find that sweet spot. It's usually like a two to 300 calorie sweet spot uh, within the calorie deficit. So to give some numbers so it makes more sense and I'm not just sort of talking in theory, Let's say that I know that I can maintain my weight at 2,000 calories. If I do everything the same and it's sustainable and I'm able to, you know, satisfy my hunger but, you know, not go overboard at 2,000 calories, let's say that's my number. If I try to eat 1,200 calories because I, that's an 800-calorie deficit and that means that 800 calories will be coming from my fat cells in order to sustain kind of my weight – that might sound great on paper, it might make plenty of sense in theory, but there's a lot of metabolic interference that's going to happen with that because my body's going to be going, holy crap, 
this dude's only eating 1,200 calories. We're not going to be able to sustain our health, let alone our life, on that many calories. So it's going to upregulate my hunger so that it's not it's not possible to resist not eating more calories. And it might come in the form of a binge. It might come in the form of eating very healthy food and just not ever being satisfied with that amount of food. So it goes deeper than just calories. There's a lot of you know biochemical reactions that are taking place. So let's say that I do that. Let's say that I eat 1,200 calories. I have a binge episode or I have you know this, this ex- extremely intense hunger craving for like a week. And I essentially... I'm eating more calories than I really, you know, notice that I am. And I kind of get depressed. I feel guilty because I'm not staying to my calorie deficit. If that sounds like something that you've done in the past, I want you to know that that is not your fault. You were probably given information about something like very low calorie diets or from a doctor even or someone who you trust. Hopefully not anymore. But um, and that person you know, may, may have also thought they were talking about the right information. But the important thing to understand is that you're not at fault here. You're just following advice that you thought was useful. So here's what you do. You dial it back a little bit. 1,200 calories, that's too low. We know that now, okay? We experienced that, it's okay. Next, let's try to up the calories, but still stay in like what would probably be a, a deficit range. So let's try 1,700 calories. Let's see what happens there right? 2000 calories keeps your weight the same. All else, all other things considered, you know, stable. So let's try 1700 calories. And let's watch that for a little bit. And you start to notice, okay, I'm actually losing some body fat. Like the weight on the scale is moving a little bit on average. The trend is going down. I'm noticing certain changes in my body. Great. You have found that number. Now, once you find the number that makes all the check boxes checked off and still, you know, getting your results, you just stay there. You just ride that wave as long as you freaking can. All right. And here's some of those check boxes in case you're interested. So the first thing is, is the amount of calories I'm eating creating a deficit so that my body is using fat for energy and essentially burning fat? If the answer is yes, that's check box one. Number two, is my appetite stable enough to where I might be a little bit hungry, more hungry than, you know, I'm used to being, which is normal in a deficit. There's going to be a little bit of hunger. It shouldn't be super intense, but there's going to be some hunger there. Is my appetite controllable? If the answer is yes, that's another checks box. If I'm not feeling the urge to binge, if I'm not being over restricted with the types of calories I have, um, that's another checkbox. Here's the third checkbox, and this is where part two of this episode comes in my protein. What is my protein number at? Now, you might hear people talk about the importance of protein for building muscle. Here's something you hear less talked about. The importance of protein for managing and stabilizing appetite in an environment where you're eating less calories on purpose in order to burn body fat. If you are not consuming an adequate amount of protein, and that's a relative term, so adequate for me is going to be different than adequate for you. But if you're not eating enough protein, then you're going to have intense hunger. You're going to have a hard time um, kind of curbing your appetite. And thirdly, and not that it's the third most important, but the third aspect of this is when you are burning body fat, 
your body might also burn some muscle mass. Now, if you manage it right through enough protein and weight training, you're going to minimize the amount of muscle that you burn because the ideal space to be in is burning body fat with as little as muscle or lean tissue as you possibly can. That's the goal. And it's without drugs, it's not something you can do perfectly, but it's something you can work to minimizing when it comes to burning muscle and maximize when it comes to uh, burning body fat. So you don't want to burn muscle. You want to keep it. You want to burn body fat as exclusively as you can. So the reason why I bring this up is because probably one, no, probably the number one or number two question that I get from clients or the thing that I work with them on is increasing their protein. And they think, well, I'm not really interested in building muscle. That's not the only reason it's important. Protein is extremely useful for suppressing appetite in a healthy and sustainable way. Using drugs or pills or herbs is not a sustainable way to suppress appetite. So getting enough protein in a substantial amount of protein, right? If you're eating a protein bar that has 10 grams of protein in it and you're calling that your protein serving, newsflash, that's not enough protein, all right? To get a little more technical, 20 grams of protein at a meal is usually the minimum that you want. So for example, that's four eggs or that's uh, the equivalent in egg whites if you wanna go that route. That's usually about three ounces of some kind of lean cut protein or even a little fattier cut because you know um, you don't have to be 100% lean, it's just a little bit more of an advantage calorie wise. My point is, is that I've very rarely ever seen somebody consume enough protein from the start of working with me. They say they're eating protein, they say they're doing all these things, I look at their food journals and they're not eating enough protein. Mostly because people don't really pay attention to how much protein they should need. Very few people ask me questions like, hey, how much protein should I be getting? And the, the ones that I work with who don't even ask that question don't even have an idea how much protein they should be getting. So other than calories, you know, being at a, an amount that causes a deficit, your protein intake, intake should be your second most priority. And that's seven days a week. That's not, oh, I'm taking a day off from eating protein. No, it's <laughs> you're making sure that protein is a very important part of your nutrition because it's going to make the calorie deficit experience and the sustainability of that calorie deficit so much easier to do because you're not going to be fighting hunger. And listen, just so you know, when it comes to giving into hunger, or I should say when it comes to hunger versus you, hunger is undefeated. It always wins. It is one of the most deeply rooted brain signals, nerves, whatever that we have as human beings, because without having a signal to be hungry, we wouldn't be able to survive. Okay, so you're not going to win against hunger. You might think you are, but you're not. So you have to do, you have to to prioritize forms of calories that reduce appetite as much as possible and consume them in larger quantities than calories that don't make you feel full, like processed foods. All right, so that's my episode today. Thanks a ton for listening. If you ever have any questions relating to anything that I talk about on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me. Hit me up on Instagram. It's my, mo my most active uh, social media account. I don't go on Facebook anymore because I hate Facebook. So if you send me messages there, I probably won't see it. But my Instagram is at Shane Hubbard Fit. Uh, you can also email me, shanehubbardfit at gmail.com and ask a question there if you'd like to. All right. Thanks a ton for listening today and I will see you in a future episode.